to you by the Las Cruces Sun News. This is Straight Shooter. What is going on, everybody? This is Justin Martinez, a.k.a. Jade the Sports Dude. And if you are listening right now, let me just say thank you for tuning in to Straight Shooter, the podcast where I shoot from the hip and give you everything that you need to know about the New Mexico State men's basketball team. This is the third episode of our season-long journey. So if you're a returning listener, then welcome back. I missed you. And if you're new to the program, well, then welcome to the family. Where have you been on my life? I'm coming to you guys from a place that I like to call the saloon. So, Barkeep, what do we have on tap for today? On tap today is a recap of this past week's games, interviews with the team, and a preview of the rivalry game with UNM. Alrighty, thank you, Barkeep. Let's get started. I have my lasso in hand, and it's time for our post-game roundup, where I round up my thoughts from the most recent New Mexico State game. But in this case, guys, there is so much to round up, and that is because the Aggies have played three games in the past six days. Now, New Mexico State went one and two during that stretch with a win against Southern, sandwiched between losses to UTEP and Arizona. So in order to get all of my thoughts into our 15-minute time frame, I'm going to give you guys my one big takeaway from each game. So let's start off with the 65-50 loss to UTEP this past Tuesday on the road. My biggest takeaway from that game is just that A.J. Harris really is the guy that makes this offense run. Now you have to give credit to UTEP first and foremost because they did just play like the better team. But in general, man, the Aggies just were not able to penetrate and kick it out to the shooters like they have been doing during the Chris Jans era. There's a lot of swinging the ball around the perimeter, not a lot of guys creating separation, and a whole lot of shots that were within the final few seconds of the shot clock. It got to the point at actually, where I decided to dig a little bit deeper. And according to KenPalm.com, New Mexico State's possessions this season are taking an average of 20.5 seconds per possession. Now that is the eighth slowest in Division I basketball. And as part of the reason why the Aggies shot just 36.8% against the Miners, it was a lot of settling for contested shots towards the end of the shot clock. And I do expect that to change once Harris returns in mid-December. But for now, Point guards such as Sean Buchanan and Jabari Rice, they just have to get in the lane more and create for their teammates like we know that we can. Now, my next takeaway comes from New Mexico State's 79-63 win over Southern this past Thursday at the Pan American Center. And it's that Sean Williams is finding his groove with the team. Now, the Eastern Carolina transfer put up 10 points in what was... Let's face it, it was pretty much a warm-up game against Western New Mexico to start the season. No disrespect to the Division II squad, but everybody really faced their first test when they went out to El Paso and faced UTEP, and Williams in particular did not fare well. He got shut out, zero points in 22 minutes on the court, but that changed in the game against Southern when he dropped 17 points on 4-for-6 shooting from deep. I tell you what, you need to know where the fire exits are at at all times when this guy is on the court because he will ignite a run like it is. Is nothing. Now, when I asked him after the game how it felt to get into a rhythm like that, he said, it's about time. And I don't blame him, guys. Now, joining a new team always comes with a learning curve, but it really does look like he's becoming more and more comfortable with this group as every game passes by. And that's going to be huge for New Mexico State if he can continue to give them some bench scoring in addition to somebody like Jabari Rice and Johnny McCants. Now, my final takeaway is from New Mexico State's 83-53 to loss to Arizona on Sunday, a.k.a tonight guys now that's right don't ever say i don't do anything for y'all because i just made the four hour drive back to cruises from tucson and i went straight to the saloon so i could tell you guys how i'm feeling but my takeaway from this game is that there has to be more than just treble and queen on offense now i could have gone in a lot of different directions 
for this takeaway. Another big one, just a more obvious one, is that the Aggies don't have the size to deal with teams like Arizona. Even UTEP was giving them struggles with F.A. Odejay and Bryson Williams. But just to put all of that to the side, the fact of the matter is that New Mexico State hasn't had a consistent second score alongside Trevor and Queen. Now in Southern, it was Ivan Aracoachea who had 19 points against Arizona. It was Jabari Rice who actually had a good stretch towards the end of the game. He had 11 points in the last nine minutes to finish with a team high 14 points. But pretty much on way too many possessions, the Aggies just didn't have someone to make a play and get a bucket. But wait, I think I have a solution, guys. Now you can't see me right now, but there is a little light bulb going on above my head. Can I get a sound effect for that? Oh, shoot. Um, okay. Okay, the light bulb fell and there is glass there. Barkeep. Can you come can you come clean this up? No? I, I have to clean it up? Really? Alright, let me just move seats. I'll do it later. Alright, well, anyways, guys, there is a pretty simple solution to this. Now remember that guy that led the Aggies in scoring last season? The, the only one to average double-digit points per game? Like, what was his name? I keep forgetting. I think it was I think it was Terrell Brown. Yeah, he's still on the team. Now Brown has been dealing with a strain growing since the summer, which is why he hasn't been his usual self in his three appearances this season. Terrell is averaging 7.5 points per game, nearly four less than last season. And he's someone that you guys are constantly asking me about on Twitter. How is Terrell Brown doing? Is he going to play this game? Is he at full strength? Is his injury nagging him? Now, I can really only speculate so much, and Jans can really only tell me so much also because it is an injury that can change on a day-to-day -day basis. So for the first time this season, let's actually hear from the man himself, guys. I got to talk to Terrell after the game against Arizona, and here's what he had to say about where he's at right now health-wise. So Barkeep, change the channel real quick while I while I clean up this glass. Oh, I know you've been dealing with, uh, is it a hip flexor or a groin? Uh, groin. Yeah, so just where do you say that you're at right now in terms of your game and just health level? Um, I'm probably like, I would, um, I'd say like 80%, you know, 75, 80%, you know. Just got to keep working on my growing, you know, icing it every day, treatment and stuff like that before this new next game. But um, other than that, I feel kind of good just, you know, just playing off of it and everything, you know, and just trying to get it better just for this next, I mean, this is for this upcoming season. Yeah, definitely. What's that process like just on a day-to-day -day basis? Is it pretty much trainers every day, stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, it's treatment every day, probably like four or three times a day, uh, including like two before practice and then two after. So it's just a long process. And, just got to get through it, man. Yeah. Is it at least, like, every game do you think you're feeling like you're getting a step back oh, towards it? Yeah, like, it, there's times where, like, I can feel it, like, just coming back to me. Like, it gets to, like, a, like an eight, you know, start hurting again. And then, just, you know, got to sit down a little bit, get it healthy, and then get back in the game. But other than that, you know, it's really hard just playing off of it, you know. So, you just got to get that better. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I know, like, with players like AJ and Clayton out, even, like, there's just a little bit more pressure to kind of – Get out there, even though you're not a full strength as um, Not really, because you know we got a, we have a lot of players, you know, that can do everything. So I just feel really confident about my team, and I'm not really worried about AJ and Clayton, you know, because they're going to come back, and, you know, right. they're going to do what they have to do, and we all going to do what we have to do, you know, to win these games and stuff like that. So I really don't really think about that as much, but yeah, it's 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 hard, you know, it's hard because they're two starters, but you know we got to fight. Right. Yeah. How big are these next few days going to be in terms of resting up? Because what is it, like three games in the past six days, yeah, something like that? Yeah, it's three games in the past six days. So we're going to take this this Monday off, I guess, you know. Kind of get back to it. It's Tuesday and Wednesday, you know, because we got a big game Thursday. So 
Yeah. How much do you look forward to just getting out on the court with your guys? Um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm ready, you know. I just need to get healthier, you know. And we're going to get back to it, you know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You mentioned AJ and Clayton will be back at the round, like conference play, I think it is, right? right? Yeah. So what's this group going to look like when they are healthy? So um, I honestly feel like it's going to be the same group. You know, same group as, you know, right now, you know. Just everybody going to have to get back to it. Get back to working hard, you know, fighting for each other and everything like that. So, yeah, it's going to be cool. Definitely. Yeah. Even though you guys didn't win today, just how much is experience against a team like Arizona? How much is that going to help you? Um, honestly, it was great just because the, the size and the athleticism they had and everything, you know, and their length of, like, just their arms and everything. So just playing against that, that was a real big experience, big experience just so, you know, like, Pac-12 and, like, big big 12 schools, like, they're actually bigger. So once we get to that March Madness, and that, that that's what really is going to help us just because of that game. Yeah, those are teams you're going to be facing. Right, much. exactly. Now an upcoming game against UNM, just mm-hmm. how are you able to kind of block I know there's a lot of rivalry talk around it. I won't press you too much with it. But <laughs> how, how are you able to just block that? Is that pretty easy for you? Uh, yeah, it's pretty easy. You know, I, I played against them two times, well, three, three times already, two last year and one my freshman year. So. I feel, I feel pretty confident about it. You know, it's just another game for me. You know, just go out there and play hard. Definitely. Nothing to it. Definitely, man. Well, that's all I have. I appreciate it. Thanks so appreciate much. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Rest up, man. Yeah, appreciate it. All righty. Thank you, Barkeep. So that was Terrell Brown talking about where he's at right now with his injury. It really has been a nagging injury that is easy to aggravate. And that's why it's not hard to see why it has affected him so far this season. But Terrell does figure to be one of those guys that is just a go-to bucket getter for the team once he gets back to full strength. And the Aggies need that to happen for sure. Because as I've said, Traveling Queen is doing great, but it can't just be him on offense. So Terrell also talked a little bit about the upcoming game against UNM, which takes us perfectly into segment number three, the one you all have been waiting for. Can I get a drum roll, please? So up next on the schedule for the Aggies is a home game against their rivals, the New Mexico Lobos. And as I'm recording this, UNM still has a perfect 4-0 record on the season, but the Lobos do have a road game against UTEP this Tuesday at 7 p.m. So that'll be a great direct comparison since the Aggies have already played the minors. But either way, here are the top players that you guys need to know about on this New Mexico squad. And the number one player you need to know about, really the number one name you should remember if you're going to take anything away from this podcast, is the named Jaquan Lyle. Now he transferred over to the Lobos last season from Ohio State and sat out the year but now the redshirt senior is in the mix and let me tell you he is making up for lost time. Lyle is averaging 19 points and 6.3 assists in 30.5 minutes per game which are all team highs. He is a six foot five senior that is a true penetrate and dish point guard. He doesn't have a lot of speed to him but still he has great length and strength at that position and I think he can still be a little bit too passive at times which I know sounds crazy because I'm saying that he's averaging a team high 19 points per game but still he can score in volume when he finds a mismatch he will exploit it take the game against green bay for example he dropped 31 points on five for nine shooting from deep in the win he is a real sharp shooter and the only guard in new mexico state has that really matches up well with him in terms of just direct height is jabari rice who is six foot four he's still an inch shorter but yeah there are gonna be some mismatches and it's gonna have to be a group effort for new mexico state to contain him and if they can do that Well, then that's most of the points for New Mexico and a lot of the assists and facilitating that comes with it. 
So having him as the top priority is an absolute must. But there are still a couple other guys that the Aggies need to watch out for. And the second one that comes to mind is redshirt senior Carlton Bragg Jr. Now, as I've said, the Aggies have struggled thus far against big men with legitimate size. And Bragg is one of those guys. So he's a six foot ten transfer from Kansas slash Arizona State, even though he didn't play at Arizona State. He played, I believe, two years at Kansas. But he is a double-double machine. He's averaging 11.8 points and exactly 11 rebounds per contest this season for the Lobos. And we'll see if Yvonne can battle down low with him and keep him off the glass. Because like I've said, players on Arizona and UTEP, their bigs have just really given the Aggies problems so far. And it's going to be huge to not let that happen again against New Mexico. Now, our final guy to watch out for, I apologize in advance, my guy. I know I'm pronouncing your name wrong, but it is Corey Manigal. Now, this is a six foot nine senior forward who dropped 20 points on the Aggies last season, and he's been on fire to start this new year off of the bench. Now, he is averaging 15.8 points per game in just 18.8 minutes per game, and that is serious efficiency. And the way he's able to do that is that he is a real instigator. So he loves to be aggressive and get to the free throw line. He's actually already attempted 26 shots from the charity stripe so far this season in four games. Now, keeping him off of the line is obviously going to be crucial for the Aggies, but just in general, matching the bench scoring that the Lobos have is going to be huge for the Aggies. I've been talking about Sean Williams, so he's been making improvements, but still guys like Jabari Rice and Johnny McCants, who are plenty capable of scoring, are also going to have to step up. But overall, my biggest key for the Aggies in this game is to take advantage of the three-point line. Now, 40.8% of the shots that New Mexico's opponents have taken so far this season have been from behind the arc. So that percentage is actually 20th in the country. They are going to get a lot of looks from deep. And for a team that's only shooting 31% from behind the three-point line, that rate is going to have to increase if the Aggies want to get the win. My ultimate prediction for this game, guys, Give me New Mexico State in this one, 77 to 72. Yes, that is right. Go crazy, celebrate. And let me just explain really quick why I'm going with New Mexico State. Now, just simply put, I don't think that the Lobos have been tested yet this year. I know that they're 4-0 as I'm recording this, but they beat in Eastern New Mexico, Cal State Northridge, Green Bay, and McNeese State. No disrespect to those programs, but it's nothing that's really gotten my attention yet. I do wish that I could have recorded this podcast after their game against UTEP, because then that is a true direct comparison since the Miners did beat New Mexico State. But because that hasn't happened, it's just really hard to say that this Lobo squad can beat an Aggies team that they lost to both times last season. I know that Jaquan Lyle is going to make a big difference. Just the more that I've seen him, the more that I really like his game. But it's not like it's the same UNM squad from last season that has just added Lyle. They did lose Anthony Mathis, who was their leading scorer last season. So they do have some holes to fill. And because of that, I'm still going with the Aggies despite their injuries. I'm taking them at home in that environment. I think it will give them the slight edge, but it is going to be a very close game. And I cannot wait to go and cover it on Thursday for you guys. But that is going to do it for episode three of Straight Shooter. Thank you so much to everybody that has shown support on social media. And also thank you so much to everyone that has shown support whenever I see them in person. Shout out to Anselmo and the rest of the traveling squad that I was talking to before the game at Arizona. They made it out there to Tucson and it was really cool to talk to them. But just thank you in general to everybody that has shown support because it really does mean a lot to me, guys. I love putting this podcast together for you and I appreciate all sorts of feedback that you'll want to give. But like I said, that is going to do it for episode three. This has been Justin Martinez, aka Jay the Sports Dude. I'll see you guys next Sunday. I'm out.